and welcome to episode 35 of the Rewrap Podcast. We're doing this live. We're in Peter Hurley Studios in Chelsea in New York. I got Jaren Schneider. I've got David Geffen. Hello. What's your name again? Peter Hurley, Cameron DeGuman, and uh, let's just get into it. We, we took last week off. We didn't have a Rewrap episode last week. It's too busy. It's, yeah, it was way too busy. Too busy. Uh, we were at Photo Plus this previous week. Yeah. Uh, but we're coming, we're, this is extra special because... There's four of us. We, we doubled never, down because we didn't we were here yeah, last we, week. We've never so done it. People are going to be chomping at the bit for this one. So this is perfect. That's, that's what I hope for. So yeah. make I have this no idea. good. This is, this is what I'm hoping Also, for. we're in Chelsea. I had no idea that's where we were. Yeah, that's the area. Train and got you off hear it. the sirens and stuff? <laughs> this is true. Yeah. That's what makes it Chelsea? No, that just makes it New York. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely New York. <laughs> yeah, so uh, let's get started. Re- 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 Resource Magazine yeah, yeah. launched... Which one do we want here? We want the magazine first or the oh, website? Yeah, first? we had a new, ep- uh, new episode, a new issue. New, new issue. Right, the, the issue now. The fall yeah. issue's out. It's uh, Bill Nye talking about the future of photography. It's a really good article that uh, Billy Murray wrote. It's good. It's, I think actually this is my favorite magazine we've ever done. I don't like just say that every time because I actually didn't really like our last issue all that much. I felt like it was kind of like a down. Yeah. This one is like way up. Is that a rock star yeah. issue? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So issue. this is our science issue. Who's Bill Nye? Future. For those who don't know. Yeah. I For wasn't. those that you really don't know who Bill Nye is? I'm English. <laughs> I'm English as well, but I do know. Do you know who Bill Nye is? He's a smart dude. He's a really popular smart dude. Do you know where he came from? Like his whole history? He had a PBS, I think. Was his show? Oh, Bill we Nye's a science up. guy. Yeah, Bill yeah. 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 science guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it's what fantastic. he did, but within like the last year, his publicist or whatever, or he he decided he was going to get back out there. So he's been huge yeah. in yeah. the last uh, 365. So um, we got him to be on our cover <laughs> and talk about. Stuff. Yeah, and he was a cool dude. I was there. You were there. I yeah. wasn't there. You took over for me because I wanted to go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, isn't, there, isn't there a great BTS video that was shot by this amazing yeah this guy right here shot filmmaker. It. That is available on resourcemagonline.com. Yeah, we have the whole behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Billy talks about the shoot. What? No, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I was there. I shot it. But he was a very interesting Good. dude. Yeah. It was funny. He came in and he was really, like, low key. Who? Bill Nye. He was, oh, you were there. Yeah, I he shot the like, video. That's what. The, no, I mean, I didn't know. I had to Wikipedia the dude before I went to the shoot. I was like, who is this He's guy? He's like one of the four people of our generation who doesn't know who that is. Yeah, but he I mean, just, I'm to not. To be fair, you him. recently moved no, to the I states. Don't really yeah. Like yeah. Him. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ten years. I mean, ago. I mean three heard, years. I mean, three years. Science guy, whatever. Yeah. But he he was low key, and but then as soon as he needed to get into something, what was the guy's name? David. 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 His name is David. What's his last name? I can't remember. Johnson. Yes, yes, David Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Yes, David Johnson. He yeah. shot a couple of our other celebrity covers too. Yeah. And he did a really good job actually. You can yeah. see all of that stuff in the video of what he was yeah. doing. We've got a couple of photos out there. that he's taken that are online, but the magazine, they look really good in print. Yeah. Uh, the cover is awesome. Do you, yeah. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Yeah. Where is it? Why don't we have a copy here? Uh, because I'm terrible and didn't bring one from the office that I came directly from to here. Yeah, I heard that we'd run out of the current print run and move there. Yeah, they ordered more. more. Yeah. So, so. It's, it's popular. If you guys haven't seen it, you should pick it up. Yeah, get a bunch of studio. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll a little Professor Alex, she'll do whatever you ask her to. Yeah. All right. Okay, but we not only was the magazine the new thing yeah. out last week. You two, you two right here, bestest buds, launched. Why don't this you give, is what were you? <laughs> so I wanted, real smooth, guys, real I wanted to launch this at uh, our party. Uh, the RGG resource the party. RGG black and white and, and I watched you party. have a even what do you mean the headshot crew RGG and resource, resource magazine party? did they yeah. say that you were part of it too that's funny 
Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, what you guys can see—what you guys can see—is the laser eyes that were just, just being like beamed out there. Um, I saw you try and get a hold of the audience, like get their attention, and the the audio in there was just. I think that's why I lost my voice. Yeah, even Peter, but you, Peter with the megaphone of a. Of you a, did an okay job of getting their attention. I stood up on an Apple box, and no one paid me any. The people who were standing as close to you. As they, I am right they now. They barely were looking at me. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So we didn't do that. So we launched it the next day instead. Um, but what were you going to say up there? I want to. Like, I'm just curious. What we're trying to do is give <clears throat> give filmmakers a platform to really find resources and learning and a community to really grow their filmmaking skills, expertise, knowledge, and all things to do with the world of camera motion, basically. Mm-hmm. So we're all photographers, and we work with video, and we shoot video, and we're on different sides of the camera and today we're on this side and it's really about trying to uh, impart as much knowledge as we can to anyone who loves film, video, cinema, stuff like that. That's you know? actually a better intro than I could have given. That's why I told you to go do it. I tried. But we have an intro video online What now. is it called again? Can you give me the Motion. Name? It's called Motion. Resource Motion. Shall we, shall we yeah, run motion. the video into, this, into cut into this video? Three, two, one, roll it. There's something truly special about seeing a beautiful piece of motion picture. Flying, beautiful lighting on a face. The type of emotion we get when we see an actor perfectly portraying something that makes us forget we're even watching a film. The elements of motion is what really connects the viewer into the scene, into what they're actually viewing. And it also delivers a psychological and emotional connection with what we're watching. Great cinematic masterpieces are merely a confluence of all aspects of filmmaking done at the highest level. Through the power of moving images and crafty editing, an audience can become fully immersed in your subject matter. In filmmaking, you have a moving camera and a locked off camera, and both of them can produce absolutely stellar results that can move people in ways nothing else can. But why do they do that? What makes them special? That's what I want to help people understand so we can all make amazing films. Whether it's something that's been lit beautifully, whether it's something that's been shot beautifully, whether it's something that a director has just produced his vision and drawn from, this is what we're going to be looking at. To analyze these and to bring you a real insightful look of what makes something not just a good piece of cinema, but what makes it truly great. If you want to become an amazing filmmaker, we're going to help you find the resources to do just that. My name is Dave Geffen. My name is Mike Wilkinson. My name is Jaron Schneider. And this, this, this is Resource Motion. And then we're back. We're back. We're back. back. And we're back. That That, video. That was amazing. That rocked (laughs) us Uh, yes, this, uh, that, we actually didn't watch the video, we just assumed that it's playing and did all that stuff. So that's why we're just. Good. 
Okay. All right. So All now right. we so got to do that. That was not, <laughs> we have to do this. That's Come really, on. really. I mean, that was a project I've been really wanting to do for months now, and I'm glad that Dave came on with me. Jaron has you really are done red a beat right I know because I've just been laughing hysterically. <laughs> um, Jaron has done an excellent job on this, so thanks, Jaron, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. And yeah. Obviously Since the launch, there's like ten or eleven articles on there now, so it's like a, it's humming. Yeah, so, it's good. I've got, you got I've that. Got you got that ball rolling today as well. Yeah. Next story is a bit of news. Uh, image rights. Jaron, you, you wrote this story. So. Yeah, I, I think, Peter, you might be interested to hear this, too. Yeah. Um, image rights is a company that takes care of like logging photographers, you know, copyrighted images with the copyright office. And it's usually like a tedious, annoying process. You have to like, send them information, pay, and they do that sort of thing. You have to, do, you have to go out of your way to do it. They launched a, a Lightroom plugin that if you just hit export, it automatically will send your stuff to be registered with the copyright office like that. So it's nice. one process, one what, button, one click. What we need them to do is to make it for Capture One because Peter's like Lightroom and then you sh- shut off. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think. Yeah. I think. I, I mean, I could. I, I should be messing with Lightroom too. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Ca- yeah. Is Capture One like friendly to plugins? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm no. not really. No, it's its own thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think Phase like want to control that. Quite, oh, they're very quite controlled. well. That's probably Which is why it's. I mean. It's good at what it is for. Yeah. I like Capture One's raw processor better, but more people use Lightroom. Yeah, I'm Because Capture One is super hard to get into at first. You look at it and it's like, ah. Also, the choice of cameras of which Capture One chooses to work with are, they're picky. Like, picky meaning they don't work with Lightroom. There are fewer yeah. of them. And while you can tether into Lightroom, there is not a single commercial photography job that's happening in New York right now where people are tethered into Lightroom. It's all no, it's awful. Capture One. It's, all, it's terrible. The so, tethering in Lightroom is really bad. That's the issue, I think. That's yeah, but I mean, Capture One has not been without its issues yes, and bugs so and stuff like issues. that. But no one out there is shooting a commercial job right now tethered to Lightroom. doesn't matter about the plugins or anything that's going on. It yeah, is Capture, Capture One. one. Mm. So I, I don't know why that is, but that's, that's, I can say that pretty much yeah. wholeheartedly. So raw processing, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, Anywho. to loop it back, I think it's I, I it's think cool. that's interesting. Let's talk to them about getting it on Capture One as well. Or figuring it out so that you could send it to them without... Ex- like, how would you... You're, you just have to export a certain size to them? No. It, the, it, it, it registers... As you're hitting export, it takes it and sends, like... I think it takes, like, a thumbnail or, like, a version of it, a smaller version. It makes a super small one. It doesn't increase your export time at all, and it just goes online and starts the process with them. They have a whole automated thing that they, they've set up where a computer looks at it and gets the, the basic information before sending it to a technician for the final approval. Well, they mm. must have a way to make it work without Lightroom. Uh, yeah, you can, you can do it manually. You can go to their website and submit your photos that way. But the whole idea was that a lot of do photographers it. don't. No, yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Like, nobody ain't nobody got time for that. So no. like, the, that whole thing, all you have to do is hit a checkbox and it's you know done. the cost of this service? Yeah, it's the same as what you would normally do with the copyright office. Like, it's like 30 bucks. What? Yeah. Really? 30 what bucks an image. They make money. Do they have a deal with the copyright office or something? I think they're just because they deal on so many of them. But also they they're going to make money by the fact that we're all going to be like, oh, let's use it, and now we're all on Adobe Creative Cloud and we're all subscribing because it's I'm, part of the service that we now can't yeah. do without. So it's, you know, it's sucking people into... I'm sure they've added like a dollar or something like that to the processing fee to make their money on it. But they're, they're, they're processing thousands uh, a week. Yeah. So. Wow. And it's going to be... APP? Uh, there, the CEO of the company was Joe. I think his name is Joe. Joe. Yeah. He, he, Joe's around. Um, he didn't have a booth or anything, but he was like, he found me on the show floor. And oh, that's cool. So that sort of thing. That's interesting. I like that. I mean, that's yeah. something that, that could be helpful. 
yeah. to a lot of people. Not necessarily anyone sitting here, but to a lot of folks who do. Yeah, YouTube. but even people like we post stuff to social media, and other photographers take other photographers' works, yeah. pass off as their own. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how it works. The, the biggest thing with copyright that I don't think a lot of people get is you are as soon as you take an image and you hit that shutter, it is copyrighted. It's owned by you, but your your ability to do anything about it legally is significantly lower unless you actually file it with the copyright office. Yeah. Like yeah. you can tell someone to stop taking the photo, but you can't sue them for anything as far yeah. as I understand. By and the I, way, what's happening with us, Wheatley? Brittany? Sorry. Find out what's going on with us, Wheatley. Did they take a picture of yours? They took some pictures. Mm-hmm. And they didn't ask? No. They just contacted us and we're going back and forth with negotiations and stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next story. We're done with news. Yeah. We now want opinion. So I'm going to read a quote uh, or it's actually a little blurb that a guy tal photography put up on his Facebook, which that feels like the essence of kind of what we do every week here at Rewrap. And just as soon as I read it, just give you a reaction. We, we don't do it every week because this is my first week. So. Well, okay. Like this, this is good. This is good. <laughs> well, in that case, Peter, you're going to go first. Yeah. You so go first after this. All right. He goes, quote, Call me prejudiced, but when an artist goes to great lengths about the tedious necessities of business, marketing, and equipment, I find myself less interested in their art. I always considered art and business an unholy union a means to an end, a tedious necessity for doing inspired work. And like old necessities, best left alone... Why don't you just go into the English accent? That's, that's how I read stuff. Stop doing it. Go best, left, this is how I read. best left alone once accomplished to a sufficient degree. Tell me, please, about the ways your art makes your life elevated and worthwhile. Tell me about your moments of doubt. Tell me about finding inspiration. Tell me about overcoming anxiety and about finding solace in your work. Tell me about being different. Tell me about finding courage. Tell me that there is still place for beauty and inspiration and individuality in this mechanized world. Instead of talking about business? So the guy's the saying that, that... You don't talk, talk... Talking about gear, talking about how, but talk about like the struggle. Talk about the, the difficulties in it is what we do in creating art and what we find... Instead of the difficulties so in business. less about the entrepreneurial side of making a buck with a camera and he wants to talk about the art. The struggle that is that we are artists. Instead of focusing on the other thing, that's what I'm trying to understand. Yeah, I guess the unholy union. Because he, I think he's not saying to not talk about making money, and he's just not interesting. He's, he's it's not just happy not happy about. It. He thinks he's killing the art. Or is he saying that it's just be, not interesting? Because mm. when people talk about it, it's not what people want to hear from an artist. Yeah. They want to like, hear about what makes them an artist. Yeah, or the difficulty in creating that art. Who talks about being annoyed with business? I think it's more about know. just like what gear you're using and, and how you shot it. That's, I think that's what he's also talking about too, as well as the business side. The yeah, he, yeah, he says equipment. He also said business, marketing, yes. and so on and so yes. forth. But they're, they're integral parts to... Unholy union is what he said, yeah. But they're integral parts to those of us who are full-time professionals mm-hmm. who right. are not financially in, independent, right? So we that's have true. to look at this stuff. We have to talk about it. I feel people to talk about it because nobody, if you don't talk about it, when someone tries to become a photographer, they all of a sudden are running up against this wall they didn't even realize was there. Yeah, well, I mean, Peter, you can talk about it, right? Because you've done this for so long, longer than us, right? Mm-hmm. But you also talk about being an artist and what that means to you and, and freeing that inner artist or getting in touch with it. So what's well, your thoughts? I, think, I, I guess if I look back at when I first picked up a camera, I wasn't making any money with it, and I was going around and shooting and trying to find out what my artist wanted to capture... But the minute that it went to, okay, wait a minute, I can make a living with this thing? Then it went like, okay, I, I gotta make my artist happy, but I gotta make a buck. Yeah. And it's different, you know? But now that 
uh, I think once you find your style and your way of doing things, now my art really, really is about the human face. I'm a facial guy. Like I like, like I had a guy come in yesterday. It's all about digging into that face and pulling expressions off of it. That's what I do every day. So for me, I was jumping up and down in here, high fiving the dude and everything because he sucked when he came in, and when he left, he had amazing pictures that I coaxed out of him. My artist is happy. That's what my artist does. Then I'm happy. If I couldn't coax that out of them, then it doesn't matter about the gear that I used and the camera and the tripod and the lights and all that because I didn't get my art. My art is about coaxing people into a shot that I want. And that's, that's what drives me and fires me up each day. And that's why I do not get burnout because there's a different human being that's, that's got different issues walking in the door next. And if I can help them, I, I knew the guy like felt like something special was going on. Hmm. I felt like something special was going on. You guys were in the That's zone? That's why I for it. There was a zone there happening. A zone? a zone, a very solid zone, of, a zone of abundance. And that's where, like, expression. Yeah. Well, that's where a lot of, like, your, like, the great work comes from. Like, when you're just in the zone. What about, like, Dave, when you're street shooting? Well, I was just going to say, uh, I'll answer that, but I was going to say, at the same time, we're sat here in your wonderful studio that is a very expensive overhead, and you, I know, you need to think about how to make this work for you financially as well right so we're always thinking about marketing business but not necessarily talking about it all the time but it's to me it's a virtuous thing your inner artist is being freed by that interaction you get with people coming in all the time right that interaction that's why people as much as anything like to work with you whether they're clients or any of us like to be here to hear you talk and to learn from you um, and those two things are sort of self-fulfilling. You're having to think about, well, how are you going to pay the rent and make money and stuff like that? You're doing that by getting in touch with the artistic element of that human interaction. And the two go hand in hand, to me, I think. I enjoy that process, too. Yeah. You know, I love it. I'm in here, you know, I'll be in here till after midnight some nights, you know, and not even think about it, just yeah. doing the business yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, Because I love it. And then, and then get the person in front of the camera and let's work the artistic side. And that, that to me, is the the interrelation between the two. So for me, for street photography, yeah. that doesn't earn me any money, but it right. gives me an intrinsic sense of like, just beauty and wonder and happiness, right? That's my inner artist for me. And what that's doing is it's honing my visual acuity skills to be able to see and interact with the subjects that I then get booked for, whether it's a photo or video job. So, and that's what pays my rent. I don't get paid to shoot on the street, but that's how the world of the artistic and the business can come together. And I think for a lot of us, we try and work out how do we make what we want to shoot actually pay the bills? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I think most it's people a- listening are out there are probably, the majority are not pros that want to go pro. So... Yeah, they're listening to this podcast. Or- you know, you've got the artist inside that's going and probably if you're not making much money with photography, then your artist better be on fire and enjoy it, you know? And then if you want to go pro, then you have to turn that switch and make it an integral part. You're going to have to deal with it. It's an, you, I, Look, I never ran a business before I picked up a camera. You know, I, 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 I delivered beer one summer. I was a bartender. I, uh, I worked at a sail loft. I mean, those are the things that I did. I, I used to get paid for the way I look occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. You know, but when I picked up a camera, I was like, you know, the... the yeah, I wanted to make a beautiful picture that I that I felt was my art, but at the same time, I was like, all right, this thing is my path to, to cash flow. And, um, 
And the fact is, is that, that I still am in shock that somebody walks in that door, steps in front of these lights, and I point my camera in their general direction, tell them a thing or two, press the button, and they pay me a lot of money. Well, okay, that you're simplifying. Cool. You're like, but that is so you're cool. like Chuck E. Cheesing your process, but yeah. No, it's just so cool. I don't really fully understand why he's saying these things because if you just listen to everything they just said, like talking about the struggle of an artist is, you know, fine, but I don't understand how he thinks that if we're going to talk about being a photographer, you cannot talk about how you manage your business or the gear that you use, why you use it. I, uh, maybe he's focusing more on gear and less on business, but the business part to me is so <coughs> Maybe he wants to hear more about the artistic side. Yeah, and the, yeah I, I, that's I, what I he's do, saying. The whole but, point but, of this, I want a discussion, which is what I'm getting. Yeah. I, I, I think he's, to be honest, I think he's on point, right, for me where I am. Yeah. If I'm a hobbyist, though, you and that's a, that's a luxury that people yeah. are afforded, you can think about the artistic side, and that's great because maybe you have a full-time job that occupies your business commercial yeah. mindset. But if you want to be a professional, if you if actually you... have the aspiration of doing this full-time, to not talk about these things that he's saying he would rather not focus on is yeah. irresponsible. Well, it's irresponsible for sure, but I think there's a balance. And there's some yeah. people out there that see the business of photography as being about a business and selling stuff. And that, to me, is tipping too far to one side as well. It, it's a balance for me, for sure. Dude, okay. There's a lot of photographers out there who, who do amazing work. I look at their work, I'm like, whoa, that's freaking cool. And then they'll be like, I'm broke. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. What, what are you missing? I don't understand. Your work is amazing. And that, that's broke? a historic thing that if you look back, street photography in particular, total unknown. Saul Leiter, who died pretty broke, he never that's pushed the commercial side, but he's one of the most beautiful street photographer, if you want to call him, those type of people who lived here in New York and died a couple of years ago. Like penniless, amazing artist, but never saw the need to push that commercial side. Um, and he died where, penniless. He didn't die penniless, but he, di- he died pretty, pretty broke. Not exactly destitute, but he, he didn't have much money. But the thing is, it never, he never wanted that for himself. And if that's fine and you're happy with that, there's not a problem with that. I just don't want to starve. I don't want to be a starving artist. And I don't care about making necessarily this much money, but exactly. there's a balance. That's I just want it. enough so to you be happy to continue what I lo- to do what I love doing and also not starve. And keep, exactly. And keep my apartment. I, see, I, I think the quote is about some balance. Guys without children. Yeah, so it's going to change. I know it's going to change. It's going to change. When there's more mouths to feed. Yeah, then the necessity has to go. But again, it's about balance. Like, I might pursue a very hardcore business approach. Do I talk about that? Do I talk about how successful I am at doing such and such a business approach? I don't, for me, I don't think I necessarily would. I don't think I necessarily would, but it's an integral part. If you want to be a full time professional, you have to do that stuff. I don't know where Guy Tal's coming from, but I. I just thought it was a good, interesting quote for all of us to discuss, and you know whether we agree with all of it or some of it. Four hundred and thirty-eight likes on that sucker. It's pretty good. Fifty-two shares. But I also think. Obviously, he was on. But he struck a chord. I kind of find. I kind of find. Fifty-two shares. I find the content. I feel. I found what he wrote more interesting than this photo. But Jeez, I think he could get fifty-two shares. <clears throat> Nobody shares my stuff. Yeah, I'll give you I one share. I'm saying shebang all the time. This is true. <laughs> uh, you do a bit more than that. You, you do do that a lot, yes. though. Like, don't downplay that. That does happen. I guess when we're looking through photos we share on social media, like we always include like a little story and a blurb and I don't know, quick like what I shot this with or whatever. And, um, but the struggle of creating that piece or whatever it was that it took, this, I feel like every single piece of art has a story to it. Like, how did you get there? Like, you talk about being in the zone, or getting in the zone. What do you have to do to get in the zone? 
that was a story. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah, and every, awesome. yeah. That was awesome. That's my thing. It's like, it's just amazing yesterday. This guy sucked in front of the camera and I turned him into a rock star. And, he, you know, he couldn't have done it without me. And I knew it. And he knew it. And we both knew it. And we created these images that are on that screen that rock. Yeah, it's good, right? Actually, you know what it is? You're creating the images is the <clears throat> ancillary, like it's the bonus thing. What you're creating is the connection between two people that elevates that creation, that creative process to a level that he couldn't have perceived, yeah. that you couldn't have thought about when he first came in. And to me, the photos is like the, the like the physical visual manifestation of what's much more powerful, which is that that relationship connection. Yeah. That's why people will come back time and time again. To see the physicality change of the human is so huge yeah. when, you're, when you're doing that. Yeah. So. Thanks, Karamin. The good food for thought there. Next good. food. Next food. Next snack. Is by Paul Graham. And he says, photography is so easy, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm going to read the first part. Peter's face is great that's right that's now. quite a funny opener. Like, not not for any reason, it's just I didn't expect you to. We'll read the first paragraph and then we're going to go. Yeah. Okay? All right. Yes, photography is so easy, it's ridiculous. And that's what makes it so hard. Why did you do the... Why did you do that? It's either you stay one way or the other. If you don't go halfway... 30 episodes in, I've tried. Yeah, 35 episodes. You took us to the precipice and then you pushed us all over the second part. Let them get through the quote. i got to start over. Start over. Stop that. Leave me alone. All right. Yes, photography is so easy, it's ridiculous. And that's what makes it so hard. In the end, it's not so much about making the pictures. It's what you do with them. It's about process, having an idea, making the pictures, and then giving them life. It's because you're reading, that's why. You don't do that when you talk. So yeah, I only learned reading. Okay. Yeah, reading. I learned to read in England, if that helps. No, I understand. understand. No, you just like to hear yourself speak. He sounds smarter, I think. I do sound smarter. smarter. All right, feels so smarter too. taking pictures is easy, <laughs> and that's what makes it hard. Yes. Peter? What? Taking pictures is easy, <laughs> and that's what makes it hard. That's what makes it hard. Taking pictures is easy, and that's what makes it hard. It's just... It's so easy, it's ridiculous, and that's what makes it so hard. But, yeah. but what, is that, is what that is, true? What's he saying? Meaning just like, I, don't think, I don't think it's that hard. I think, I think it's a... I, I the actual it's capturing it. process isn't challenging. No, no we all no, have no, an no, iPhone no. that can do no. that in our pockets. Yeah. Right? So it levels the playing field for all of us, or for at least... So is, this, is that why... I don't know if this is related at all, but there are a lot of like, older photographers who are like mad, who walk oh, yeah. around bitter all the time. Is it because it used to be hard and it's not, and now that... They don't have and now photography is ubiquitous and it's available in every pocket. Them? Oh, that must bother them. Yeah, maybe they thought it was hard with film. Because it was harder in film. It was like, hard, It was harder, but it wasn't impossible by no, any means. No, it's just, it's just it was easier it, now with digital. It was a, it was approachable, but still slightly barrier. Like it, that was a technical yeah. hurdle. But I I don't get what's he actually saying is yeah, the hard into? part. It's he says it's the process. Having an idea, making the picture, and then giving them life. So yes. it's like a full a life process. cycle of it's, the entire yes. thing. Yes, 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 yes. So taking easy. Yeah. The whole process. Yeah, I mean, from, sh- from to giving it life to like what you created, what you made, all the work that went into making it, um, processing, of course, and then publishing it, pushing it out there, giving it life, like you know, letting something out. For sure, but some people are, they would find taking a photograph difficult. Anyway, even if they're not thinking about the process of what they're going to do with it, you know? What, I mean, what is difficult to one person is easy to another. 
when you first start off with photography, it's like click, I've got the image, how did it come out, it came out great. Then, then you start to think about composition and design I think principles. I think sharing is a large part of photography, the process itself, like sharing or publishing. Well, he, he says it's what you do with them after. Yeah, so it's like, well, you've made some great images. What are you going to, are they going to go to a gallery? No. Are you going to sell big prints? No. What are you going to do with them? Are they going to be shared online? Forget no. about so them. it's like, what are you going to do? Well, what about if it's intrinsically you like to see them and create them for yourself? Mm -hmm. is, that a, is that a thing? That's a thing. Just creating for yourself. I don't know. We need to read some more of what he's actually saying. What's, what's I think the picture? Is the, what's, what's he got a picture of? It's got, um, does yellow run forever? Uh, and it's of a, uh, we'll put this in the show notes, it just looks like an African-American lady sleeping uh, with a green blanket I mean, I mean, for sure, it is easy to take a picture. And if he's saying if that's what makes it so difficult, because it's so easy to take stuff that you don't think about what you're doing, whether it's going to be good or not, for sure, that's a problem. That's why I've gone back to shooting film. Mm -hmm. Because for that reason alone, the process is different, and it makes me think much more about, is this actually really worth me shooting it? So we, we've lost a bit of that with digital, for sure. Because we can just... People shoot take, too much. take a thousand images in, like, yeah, an afternoon, you know? Yeah, and then they don't even look at them. They, they don't look at them, they don't do anything. I, if, if he's talking about... Yeah. yeah. Two, two days ago, was it what, today's Wednesday? Monday, I was uh, with a gentleman and we were uh, heading to lunch and we were in the subway and we were taking pictures and I felt like once I knew I had the picture, I was like, I'm done. And then he's like, no, no, let's take a banker shot. Oh yeah, that was you. Um, <laughs> see if I took that picture. Are you making fun of him now? A little bit. I told, I told him to get one shot for safety and you know why? Because we had potentially a lot of motion blur in a low light situation yeah, low light and you were limiting the ISO and it that's was. about... Making sure we get the shot. There's a recipe. That's not overshooting. So I, I, but I knew I, that. I feel like I got it, and I knew it. And you know what? I got it, and it was it's bang on. And you keep pushing me to like share it. You, you did. You did get it. Yes, There's a little bit of motion blow on my camera hand, but this is true. But you did have like a. The, the you point, had your phone in your hand. By the, the point way. is, this is a good discussion yeah. based around how, like, when do you stop shooting something? When you're on a job, when you're with friends, when do you stop taking? For me, it was, I felt it. Like as soon as I knew, like I felt it. Like well, let's, done, you let's got carry the shot. on because we still have to go. To lunch. Yeah. When you're shooting video, I don't know if, you, if you think like I do, like, I got the shot. I got the shot like five times over. I can stop taking this shot. And I think that's the hardest thing for people who are getting started in videos. They way overshoot. Some, we had an intern for resource who shot a bunch of video of an event. And we're talking like 60 gigs of just an event. I don't want to call a few 60 gigs of footage. I'm going to probably only use a few seconds of that B-roll. Why did you take so much B-roll? I, I completely agree. That's a great kind of thing, uh, nugget to think about when it comes to shooting video. Yeah. Because you amplify all, all of your, these issues. Your work of what we're gets so about. much longer, yeah. like exponentially more than in photo, for each additional second you're shooting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's brutal. It's a, hard, it's a hard lesson to learn when I shot my first thing and then I had to edit all that video. I don't shoot nearly as much anymore. Yeah. Anything else to add? I'm good. I'm good to go. What? Anything else to add? On that? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's, it's you know. It's a good point. I think it's, there's a lot of interest. I think people, the, uh, everything seems so easy. I teach a lot. So people come in here and uh, you think, uh, okay, a headshot, great. I just move a little closer. I stand the person there. I point the camera on them. I let them nice. I press the button. And then when they come here, they realize there's so much more. Yes. So that part of it's easy. Yeah. I get a little closer to the person. I point the camera at them. Press the button. That's the easy part. It's, Adding everything else. All right. Makes it difficult. Next one by Eric Kim. 
who last time you were on the show uh, did an article and it was good art. He had a great article again. This one, I'm just going to read the headline. Mm. The point is, sorry, the point isn't to be a good photographer, but to enjoy life. I feel this is you. Like this is, you can speak to this. Me? Yeah. That yeah. kind of is what you yeah. just said. What do you mean? Like you are a good photographer, but you're enjoying the what you're doing. The point is to enjoy life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a workaholic, though. No, but you love it. This is full but you're that's but how you're you doing it. Life. You work so hard because you love what yeah, you're I doing. Love it. Yeah. I love it. yeah. Oh, I love it. It. oh, my <laughs> wife's like, yeah, just do whatever you need to do. Get it done, because otherwise you're just miserable. Just keep stay in the studio, get the work done. You know, I love it. I do love it. Dave, um, it, I haven't read the article, but are these two things I, mutually exclusive? Like, you can be both a good photographer and enjoy life as well, right? That's the point. I mean, no, but you're saying the, for him, he's saying why? I guess the the um, just is like if your whole point right now is like focusing on trying to be a good photographer. And then you realize the last month, two months, three months, you're not enjoying life. You're missing the point. Absolutely, like, and you might Absolutely. not. And you still might not be a very good photographer. Exactly. Absolutely, but but part of but why we're saying I'm, you are a good photographer. We're not saying that now. But I, 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 th- I think he's saying if you're focusing purely around trying to be good and not. Yeah, but if you suck, it'd be better to you'd enjoy more life if you were a good photographer. <laughs> oh God! Get this. I mean, if you're he's turning it around on him. Yeah, we, he did. We probably should. We probably should read into the article more. But if he's saying if you're just focused on trying to get better and you're not happy and it's driving you crazy, and you know you're not enjoying life, just stop and reassess what you're doing. I think for me, part of the challenge of why I love photography and I, I still do it, but I get booked mainly for video work mm-hmm. is. Becoming a better photographer is part of why I enjoy life as a whole. Yes, that's yes. it. Trying to get better every day. I think and being trying a better improve. photographer means being a better storyteller. Whether you apply it to video, whether you apply it to one frame, whether you apply it to a series. Yeah, and that that feeds into you about what yeah. you enjoy about life. I think and a better how human being. As the more experiences exactly. you have, exactly, they're not mutually exclusive. That's right. On the speaking. note of you saying you when you you're, you're usually aren't getting paid for your photo, you're getting paid for your video. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I do get paid for photography, but I get booked mainly for mainly video work. So, yeah. on that sort of vein, I really thought hard about becoming a chef professionally before I left college or whatever. Like I had a turning point where like I could go to culinary school now and do this. Like I don't need to go to culinary school any more than I would go there just for the connection so I can get a job, basically. Like I knew what I was doing, but I wanted I could say the culinary school would be the next step. And I chose not to because cooking small things for myself and for people that I care about, um, that's something that I truly enjoyed and I felt like if I went to culinary school and I got a, another line chef job and I was working that every day that I'd end up really hating cooking mm-hmm. and it's because it was becoming work. So I chose to do something else because what I really, really love, I keep for myself in this corner and I don't do it so much and push so hard at it that I start to hate it. Yeah. And I found something else that I really love now which is working with cameras and stuff but I still have that corner where I can go cook for myself and that is actually where I'm most happy is in the kitchen. Yeah. More than when I'm working in photo and video or writing or anything like that. That's not something I tell a lot of people, but that's 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 my happy. Place. You have now. Oh yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Just, it's all out. Free. Yeah, no, you haven't. He's he's, bring, he's brought me sparkling water. Yeah, but that, that's a very good point because as soon as you turn your hobby, your love into your profession, you can start to hate it. You can. It can and in the world of photo and video, if you start to shoot the sort of stuff that brings in the money but doesn't bring in the happiness, you can start to get burnt out and hate it. Yes. Which is why when I look at you and see how pumped you are after doing so many headshots over the years, 
and you still love it, I, I, I love to kind of try and ask why. What is that secret sauce? Because that's what I want. I want to continue to be able to do this and have that same... Because if you like, keep working and you end up hitting it, your work starts to suck. Yeah. You, you did get burnt out at one point? Burnt, yeah. So, so yeah. how did you reinvigorate and relight the fire? 2007, 2008. What, what brought it back then? Because yeah, that's a fascinating think? thing to... Um, well, first, uh, it was so... Living in New York, you know, obviously the overhead of a, of a studio and an apartment and kids and the whole nine yards is like cash flow and income. So I can only make so much money with somebody sitting in front of my camera and me shooting. And I was booked, you know, three months in advance. It was like two to three months in advance shooting headshots, like doing, I would do, um, I had 12 slots a week that I did. So eat three a day and I worked Monday through Thursday and then Friday was like a wrap up trying organize the week type thing and it was solid with crazy clientele and then um, I guess what happened the recession hit and I was one of the most expensive ones so I guess it it hit me a little bit but I think what really hit me was that I was trying to figure out how to make more income than what I was making so I started to look outside photography at other things and then it started to take my focus away from my photography and my business got hurt because of it and then and then I was shooting, you know, people were like, well, how do you not get burnt out? You're shooting the same lighting, the same camera, that you got the people on, this, on a white background, and it's always the same. And I was like, you're right, I'm burnt out, you know. And then I guess there was an epiphany one day where I realized that I was looking outside of photography to do, to do things and have more income. And I, and I realized that everything was right under my feet. I mean, I just had to figure out. You know, it was kind of like when Liam Patrick walked in. It was like one of those things. Like, wait a minute, I would—I never thought I'd teach photography, and now that's been a huge portion of my income. Um, I, you know, doing my anyway. Somebody out there? Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Um, anyway, so I got to the point where. I realized that I was missing something and what now drives me is totally different than what drove me then. Mm. Now I'm still entrepreneurial. I'm looking for, you know, other ways to make income and grow my brand. But at the same time, that person means more than they ever met before. Mm. It's funny, like at the beginning of my career, like you could, you could, somebody could walk in that I shot when I first picked up a camera in like 2002 and I'll be like flipping out that they're here and know their name. But, like, later on in my career when I was burnt out, like, the person walk in, I shoot them, they walk out, I forget who they are. So it'd be like, it, it was really about focusing more on the individual. So what I did was I decided, now I'm going to focus on the individual. Each, the only variable in what was going on was the individual in front of my camera each day. So if I didn't, if I put my focus on them... I wouldn't feel burnt out. I've never felt burnt out since. Mm -hmm. I just went, okay, I'm going to give... Them. I decided that I need a, more of a purpose for what I'm doing. Yeah, I can create a good headshot for them and they can get work with it or use it for their brand and it'll help, help them immensely. But that doesn't do anything for me once they walk out the door unless I teach them how to look better in life and in front of cameras when I'm not there. So what I decided to do was actually... Not, it's kind of in a selfish way because when I coach people they get better in front of my camera but I always tell them I was like look I'm going to force you to do the things I'm telling you now 
But when you walk out that door, I want you to do anytime you're in front of the camera. And they freak out. Like corporate people who got sent here by their boss because they need a headshot and they're like, can we just get this over? They feel like it's going to the dentist. And I put them in my camera and I start messing with them and teaching them a thing or two. And they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I, I just got married like two months ago and I wish I knew all this stuff that you're teaching me now. Yeah. Um, or stuff like that. And they're like, I'm going to do this from now on. And, and that was it. That was it. Just capturing a moment for them and giving them an experience instead of a headshot session. And that did it for me. That's it. That's all I need. Like that guy yesterday, we're high five and I know that he's going to value what he got. Um, so you focused on the person. Yeah. And that's what we really lit the fire. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I wasn't burnt out. And I haven't been. And I love it. And I just want more. Get them in here. I'm ready. <laughs> you know? That's fascinating because what you just talked about is what we were talking about, the first point here of not talking about the business, talking about the artist, yeah. artistic side. And I fully believe that for sure because that's what gives us, that's what satisfies our internal artists. But when you get into it full time, these are the struggles that you go through. And I yeah. experienced a minor period of burnout after traveling a lot this year and coming back and just not being able to really wanting to even answer emails or do anything. I didn't even want to walk out into the street for myself. I was just like, and I knew I was experiencing it and it was weird and I hadn't done that before and it was just, it was a little scary as well because it's like, this is what you make your life now, right? This is my life. Yeah. And when you don't want to do it and you feel completely unmotivated to do it, it's a scary kind of thing. So, I don't know, I think that's, that's fascinating. It speaks to both the, the artistic and the business side of what we as professionals go through and sometimes have to deal with and how we do it. Um, Thanks for sharing. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I didn't know that about Super you. Super no, I didn't know that. I just assumed you'd been like full bore since day one and loving it. <laughs> yeah, no, I went through this period. I'm like, I just can't shoot headshots anymore. It's I'm kind of like in Superman 2 when yeah, there's kryptonite introduced. Superman. It's yeah. not at all he like that. He goes down. No, I, I, get the what crypt- I get what you're saying. It's not at all like that. It's not at all, is it? I understood it. Are we still all recording here? Like, I'm worried as an audio video person that we're still we're recording. You can see the screen. We're good. Yeah. All right. See a blinky red light. Audio's good. Audio's good. Thank you for sharing, Peter. You need to calm down. We're okay. I know. I'm in my own production. Normally, I'm on that side managing it. I'm trying to manage it as well as being it. Thanks, Peter. That was cool. That was the last story, and now I want to hear what everyone's working on because. This is what we're going to end up with, end up with. So, um, you guys, or at least Dave. At least what are you working on, Dave? Dave, what are you working on? And I know sometimes just tease it if you can't really share it, but go on. Yeah, um, a number of things related to why we're here today. I guess we're doing Resource Motion, which was just launched this week um, with uh, with Resource online. Uh, Peter and I are working on a bunch of stuff, content, something's coming out today, which by the time this comes out will have been... Are you going to publish that on our site? A week and a half ago, maybe? Gonna, Two weeks? Gonna be, no, we're going to... This will be published so, like tomorrow, so... Oh, this is coming out tomorrow? It better. Oh, well, it's just come out then. We can get it. You're going to um, put that on resource, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. we're yeah. going we're gonna to talk about what's going on with Peter, and Peter has achieved amazing success really by virtue of just being you through the viral videos that have created this massive awareness of who Peter is and what, what headshot photography is. About? You featured in one of them. Two of them. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> I didn't even know. Two of them. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating kind of case study to look at what's going on with the world of video. You, yeah. you need something simple, but you need the personality and the sort of foresight, and we try to bring that to this next one, so we'll see what happens. Aren't you going to be teaching a little class in the future about, about video? Yeah, something, right? We're going to go, we're going to take a cruise. This is, in t- this is for 2016, so 
this is some stuff for next year that we're yeah. just in the in the the motion of talking about right now. Motion on which the is ocean. Is that motion right? in the and ocean? He, he nudged me like motion because our website. Like there's like it's a trifecta of like yeah. trifecta of motion. Yeah. Um, Peter's just organising this amazing sounding cruise for all of the Headshot crew. Do you want to talk about it, Peter? Um, yeah, Peter, talk, sure. tell us about this so, cruise. So I started the Headshot crew uh, year, during that burnout period, actually. I started this concept of having other photographers work with me to take headshots. And it grew into this crazy thing, and now there's 8,500 at the moment uh, portrait and headshot photographers on headshotcrew.com. So sign up. Um, it's free to sign up and then I do coaching and we have um, I do workshops throughout the year and I've decided that um, Lee and Patrick aren't doing anything with the f-stoppers during that time so next spring we are gonna go on a cruise with the headshot crew and I'm gonna do some free classes and I'm bringing in Caraminder uh, and Dave and, and uh, a couple other instructors Damien Batnelli Ace retoucher uh, Maurice Yager yeah he's amazing mm-hmm. And a couple other people, and we're going to uh, venture from New York City to Bermuda. Yeah. And I'm going to do two of my sing- signature workshops on board the boat. I'm doing the headshot intensive and the illuminating uh, the, in the face. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do some free teaching along with portfolio reviews. Uh, every, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., the headshot crew gets together for a crew cast. And I do portfolio reviews to create associate photographers around the world. And right now we have 70 people that have gone through the associate photographer process and status. And um, we're developing an app to get photographers work and get them headshots and get it out to people. And we're combining that with the videos that hopefully will go viral. And some of the teaching I'm doing like Cyphotology and Dave has been a huge help uh, with Headshot Crew. With me not only helping me with videos but also shooting uh, some stuff for me as well. So it's been fascinating. Yeah, yeah it's thanks, been thanks. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing, and other bits and pieces with uh, Vincent Lafray's books just about to come out. So I had so a meeting today about that. That's Project Air that I was involved with. Yeah, talk about this how year. you're involved with that real quick. Oh man, it's just fantastic. So Vincent basically just went out and he's a f- commercial filmmaker and had a huge amount of success with Project Air, which you can see at LafrayAir.com. And we basically ended up going around Europe, the US, and even to Australia shooting out of helicopters at night from very high altitudes and Vincent created the most mind-blowing sort of aerial stills images which he hasn't done for quite a while um, and that is a fascinating case study he just talked about it at PPE about how from one small social interaction when he put this stuff on storehouse it just blew up and went around the world and created from nothing a project that consumed him for almost a year and, and me for a, almost a similar amount of time so we've got that happening I'm working with Vince on, uh, on helping kind of get word out about that. And then I've got my own sort of client work. So I've just come back from Palm Springs and I'm editing up a video that we shot um, for a fashion client. Um, beautiful location and great team and I'm doing that sort of stuff and other bits and pieces. So keep, keeping busy. Keeping busy. Jaren, I know you're working on something that you care a lot about. I know you can't share a lot of details, but can you tease? Can you it's a project with Apple. Is that all I can say? That, that is literally all you can say, I'm sure. Yeah, because I don't want to get... The thing is, it's so very sensitive that I don't want anyone to think, oh, right. I can do that before But you dead. are working on something cool. Cause yeah, I think I've I'm really excited. This will probably it. be the biggest thing I've ever done. That's amazing. Congratulations. One question, do I get an Apple Watch out of it? Because everyone else at Resource has got one, <laughs> other than me. Well, yeah, Bonacore doesn't have one either, and he's upset about it. 
Or does Bonacore remember? I bought my own, Dave, just to make sure. I bought my <laughs> no, own. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, you bought your own? Okay. Day one. Good um, job. I'm also working, uh, this is in the final stages too, I'm working with my buddy Blair Bunting on another sweet aerial project that involves fighter jets, so that is coming up in December. I'm going to shoot that, so it's going to be, um, I think they're L-39s. And do you get to go in one? I do get to go in one. Yes! So I can live this time. Yeah, I, I got to watch it last time. It was in an F-16, and I got to see from the ground. Um, see crazy. the GoPro footage. This time, I'm going to go inside of it, and since they're privately owned jets, we can put well, a lot more cameras on them than we could when we were working with the Air Force. So we're going to like GoPro up or action cam up the, the jets and just go crazy. There's a couple things we want to do. One of the ones is we want to make a video that is so insane that we basically want to try and make you ill by watching the video um, through all the Can you just do one? Yes, you can. What? They won't, they won't stay? Off. They won't fly off. They've got to be in specific places, but they okay. won't fly off. That's, That's the plan, at least. Um, and then I have another thing that I'm that I actually am really passionate about. I've wanted to do this project for a while, but it's only in like the, the ideal stage where I want to make my first full-length documentary. And I've got the topic, I've got the people, I just need to start shooting it and working with some After Effects guys to come up with all like the, because documentaries are great because of the graphics and the B-roll and stuff, those are really important. So I gotta come up with that, but. Um, One request yeah. for the fighter pilot. Yeah, fi I fighter to that, thing. yeah. Slow motion of a dude with a hot dog in the afterburner. Why would I want that? That sounds so dangerous. That sounds ridiculously dangerous. And then dangerous. just the flames coming out and just toasting this hot dog in yeah. slow motion. And also all of humanity around the That, that sounds like you'd put that there and it'd take it back and it would be burned off to like this Yeah, point. it would be. Those would things be. are insane. I'm sure I saw that in the movie the rest one of the time, forearm. Yeah. yeah. Which is no, would, no, don't, don't, don't do, it. do that, no. ever. Yeah, that's, that's, that comes that's out me. when I talk to Dave more. He's me mate Dave. I got working on a few things. Um, one is I work on workshops or little classes for headshot crews. What you got? You got me doing two or four classes now, I think. I, I don't you're know. Give me no ideas, idea. and I'm just gonna let you decide what you want to do. Yeah, so doing that, um, and then I've been doing this new thing, and I've done it with you, uh, where I'm taking 35 millimeter portraits, and it's weird to use that kind of wide focal length, but. I really am enjoying it, and I'm really and people are really liking the work. So I'm just going to keep doing it. That's, That's good. Yeah. But if I feel it's not that wide, some might consider yeah. it normal. Yeah, I consider like it street. normal. I mean, yeah. but most people consider like 85 and above to be a great a portrait. Ah, like, no, let your inner artist out. Do what you want to do. I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm okay. Good and then, then let other people like what I'm doing. So I just keep doing it. That's there you go. That's all I do. Then come back and talk about the business side of what you've just done. Right. Anyway, talk about my book. What about my what, book? You have a book. That's right. You got a well, book. We're, we're, about to book. Get, we're about to get on to. Can we get a book? Yeah. Which of us has written a book recently? Uh, you. I haven't uh, written Jack? a book. Uh, no. 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 You, you wrote I think, a book. I, I think Pete and I have written book. a book. Yeah. I've never written a book. It took me two years to write this thing. Did, two did you handwrite years. Because that would, I would understand if you used chicken scratch handwriting. That anyone took two years to figure it out. I want it in hardcover. This is the this is the headshot. That's can we? Is there a little promo code we can give out to rewrap? Listeners? Why don't they make it in hardcover? That's that's a that's uh, a cotton table promo book. code for re rewrap. No, because it's sold sure. on Amazon. For oh yeah, like twenty three bucks or something. Like that. Buy it on Amazon. Buy it on Amazon. If you want to buy it from me, I'll sign it. But can you put you that above your head, uh, Dave, and make it look like it's you? And with the hat, hat tip over, have the hat tip over the edge of that's the. That's weird. Uh, no, I don't that. think that's going to work. But that that really is a beautiful image in this light. When you look at that on the front cover of that book, that's pretty. That's pretty staggering. Actually, we, we want to talk about uh, Flexlight or no? Yeah. 
Well, it's good because you got a new liner coming up. So we're all oh, lit uh, by Oh, Karaminda, how, yeah. how are we being lit today? Oh, I wonder. Um, there's these new lights that have just come out from a company called Westcott. Who designed them? Oh, God, where's, who's yeah. the guy that designed them? <laughs> Some schmuck, I heard. <laughs> yes, it's oh true. Oh, my God. Uh, so Peter Hurley? Beautiful. Glorious lights. Talk about that. How much, like, what's the deal? Where, where can people get it? What's the set consist of? You can of? get it at all, most major retailers. Um, if you would like to get a signed copy, I'm signing the backs of my lights. Uh, I'm selling them at a HurleyProGear.com. You can get them there. Isn't the, um, you look like a banana. And we're shipping worldwide, so that's kind of cool. Yes. Um, they're amazing. I mean, I, I've been a continuous light shooter for years, and I, a couple years back, you might remember this, I, I worked on a line of lighting for I remember Hurley this. Pro. I remember this. And you helped me. Uh, we launched at WPPI with a, a mm-hmm. bunch of lights, and people were really excited. Those are the Medusas back the Medusas, then. yeah. And no, it wasn't even Medusa. It wasn't Medusa. Yeah, it wasn't Medusa. It was Medusa. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. And um, and the Medusa cost a lot of money. I couldn't get the bulbs to do what I wanted, and I was looking for somebody who knew more about light than I did. You weren't happy with that product, so you never pushed it out there. No, because you care so much about this. Yeah. So we we locked it down and uh, put it in a vault, and the Medusa is now. If we just got rid of the prototype, we got. I think we. Yeah, we got. It's Uh more used as a bench. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's about it. Yeah. The case so I, I started speaking with Westcott and I just really loved them and their concept and, and uh, they came out with this flex panel but it was 10 by 10 and they're like you know I was like I can't really it's just too small I can't really do much with it mm-hmm. I said but what if we do this and we did this and we do this and we just kept fine-tuning and figured out a way with they had their scrim gym concept already so I'm working on them with another uh, idea that will be putting out hopefully soon um, that has to do with their scrim gym but we decided to use the the scrim gym as a base for the flex panel and put the uh, diffusion on front of it it's worked out perfectly and now the lights travel with me wherever I go and they're amazing so that was really exciting. something you couldn't do before with uh, Kino no I can't go anywhere Kino's with my no. Kino so Not these can go everywhere these are great for video yeah. as well yeah, yeah. I mean, what continu- we're doing with them right now exactly they're, they're continuous but they are so light to be able to walk around with a couple of these and the output out of them is just ridiculous. There was ridiculous. This one moment where I was in Vegas and I was carrying around Kinos on the strip. This is... No, that was the Medusa. No, it was Medusa. Oh, that's right, we were carrying Medusa. Those are heavy as hell too. Well, I've carried Kinos around and there's... We all know Even what that's like. It's just nuts. It's, yeah. This is like ridiculously light and yeah, the output is. that yeah. comes out of them, insane. Yeah, it's good. I really, it's nice, soft. And They're light lights. Let's talk about... Hey, go grab one of those. Let's what do you mean about this? The pro- this pro- is pro- new. Nobody knows about this. Nobody about this? Let's get to it. Every photographer out there has been It's not going to fall if I pick it up? Bags. No, it's not going to fall. Well, it might be zipped to the other one. Oh, it's totally zipped. It's double zipped. Just take both off. It's not going to So, guys, so every photographer out there has been uh, lugging around um, sandbags for ballast because we need it. And uh, me included. And one of my things about when I made this Hurley Pro company, one of the things was getting my studio on the move. So that's why the Flex Kit works perfectly with that. I have another product called ProBoard that I use for backdrops and for some still life stuff that's a rollable, flexible sheet that I take with me everywhere I go. But I need, in order to put a ProBoard up, you need weight. I need weight. I need weight. So I was bringing around sandbags and I just got sick of it. So I designed a water ballast based sandbag called the H2 Pro Bag, which uh, they zip together to create your 
Stand up right another one. Yeah, but you know what about this falling? Why, why'd you unzip it? Tell so me to unzip it. They they create your standard uh, you know, it seems very similar to what we're used to with sandbags. However, there is a bladder inside that you simply fill with water when you are at your location. Or alcohol? Or after this would be true. Shoot, I don't you know could. how heavy alcohol is. Is it, is it, is you it could do that. That's a good idea. So I feel like then, it's the same. Yeah. And oh, then they put together. But, you know, if there's a drought scenario somewhere, you could fill it up with drinking water and then you could drink it after the You could just drink it after the shoot or drink <laughs> it all day long. But feel that. That's like 20 pounds of weight right there. That is quite a lot of weight. That's a lot of water weight. It's a, yeah. it's a good idea. I hate having to lug sandbags out to yeah. location and stuff. It's, an, and it's just weight. It's great. It's no, weight. you don't have that issue anymore. Yeah. You can find water wherever. It's harder to find sand in the well, city than it is water. Well, that's yeah. funny. From the West in Coast, New York. it's harder to find water. Yeah. 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 They, got sand. Sand. Yeah, yeah. they can fill it up with sand. What's the problem? You could they do. can fill it up with sand. It That's a joke be. about Californians experiencing the drought. This if there's true. any Californians watching this, I really do take I that situation seriously. I've just and come back. And that's the reason why I said so, so I don't want anybody getting upset about filling these with water. If you drink it after your shoot, you'll be fine. There this you go. It's a sustainable lot of sustainable yeah. solutions. It's like a gallon. It's like two gallons of water. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah. All right, um, awesome. That's it for this episode uh, of 35 of Rewrap. And I want to thank you guys for all being here. Dave, thank you very much. Very welcome, thanks for having me. Jen, you're always here, which is great. Peter, awesome stories. Thank yeah, thanks. So much. Thanks for sharing that. Um, well, you can follow us on Twitter, right? At Jaren Schneider. At Dave Geffen. At Dave Geffen on Instagram and Twitter. And Peter's at Peter underscore Hurley. That's right. At Twitter, on Twitter. On both. Um, and Instagram too? Yeah. Oh, Peter good. You got that one? Yeah. Good. And I'm at Karaminder on both as well. And this has been episode 35. Goodbye. Say bye, guys. Should bye. we do a competition oh, no. for anyone who's still watching at this yeah, what's point? That? What's the all right, if you're still watching, <laughs> yeah. all one or two of you, if you're still watching at this point, let's do some kind of competition. Can we give away a book? Of sure. something that involves a book or something. Yeah. Leave a comment well, on. Retweets. Give away one of my DVDs. Retweets. Yeah. If you retweet. Easier in the mail on a book. Or a DVD. Really want a book. Okay, well, it could be yeah, their choice, maybe. Their choice. Yeah. What, what do they need? What do they need? How do they need to respond? If they're still watching at this point, they have to leave us a review on iTunes, and it will pick one at random. And put a hashtag in the review or something. Well, if how do we know? You have to if be it's between. No. <laughs> no, it does not. It has to be you honest. can say whatever you want. No, say whatever you want. But, but if you if you want a free oh, if you want a free book, I think a book is good. A signed book. Signed that, book. I've read signed that book is. Great yeah, stuff. I was skimming through it. I actually, it's really, it's really we'll good. A portrait photographer, any type of photographer. So any new review great. from today, which is as we're recording, it is uh, October twenty eighth. Through so the any, next episode. Through yeah, to so the next episode. To the next, so one week from now. Okay. Any and all new reviews, one random winner. From and then, how do you find that person's details through an iTunes review? Can you do that? They need to at least make sure they have the iTunes account, so you can click. Announce it on. Announce it on next week's. And just announce it on yeah, next we'll week. Announce it, and then so, for in instance, touch. so they've got to listen to us anyway. That's they've got to listen next up. week to know if they've won. Leave the review, and it will say listen. the name of the account, and then they have to. And all impersonators will be executed. This is true. That's it. We All trust right. you guys. Now we're so. really saying it. Now we're out. Right. Now we're really out. This is right. like an hour done. We're good. We're good. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye. Right. Go, go, go. Bye.